Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. Welcome to this episode 215 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko. And I'm Florence Ion. And I see Andy. This is a Philadelphia area code. We are we are sh- giving Philly. a shout out to Philadelphia. Now, what, what's, what do you associate as the biggest accomplishment the, of, of Philadelphia, the thing you associate with the most? Cheesesteak. I'm sorry. That's, I'm sorry, but that's nope. that's that's what we have in California too. So I can get a Philly cheesesteak out here, and you know. Mm. Well, I was see. I was going to say it is the birthplace of Larry Fine, and not oh. only is it the birthplace of of Stooge Larry Fine, they've commemorated it by actually putting a huge mural of Larry Fine on the side of the building where uh, where he, he was born or where he lived. So that's. And and yeah, okay, Liberty Bell, okay, cradle of cradle of freedom, that sort of stuff. I've never but, been to Philly. Ooh, I, I have, you yeah, I know, I know. I'm constantly told I should go and just eat because there's so many <laughs> things to eat there. And I actually have a lot of friends who moved there who left New York because it was just way too expensive. So they, you know, want so on the city life. So they went to to Philly, um, which is a short train ride away. But for me, it's it's a bit of a flight bit of a haul yes that's bit of a haul yes that's the reason why i wasn't a part of the cool eighth graders there was a point in time where eighth graders in the curriculum around my generation my age whatever were going to the east coast to see like the liberty bell and all the you know like dc and doing that whole thing but like i that was never offered to me as an option <laughs> So now was that was that part of like an educate like uh, the 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 world history club or whatever or did they just simply decide we've got vacation we're going to go to all the trouble of flying three thousand miles we can go anywhere in the world let's go to Philadelphia and Washington D.C. and it was a world history uh, okay, class that had brought that together and I just didn't have that teacher that teacher just didn't offer it so I did get to go however to a civil war reenactment uh <laughs> camp out here in uh in in the coast I forget exactly where it is but uh it's south of where I live a couple hours well, kind of right kind of have train. to be south of wherever like so I had no idea that was was it as weird as they are on the East Coast? They were a little more. I remember this. I, I remember the day because we had prepped so much for it, and our curriculum was so big, so much centered around like that particular trip. And like I remember, we fundraised so we could get a fancy bus to drive us the three hours <laughs> with like TVs and donuts. And um, and when we got there, it was we just basically got to see them shoot cannons at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to see like blacksmithing and we got to like watch people, how they churn butter. And it was basically like a day in the life of not so much centered around the actual events of the civil war, which I have now found out in my adulthood. I was lied to in eighth grade. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. You see, that's, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> deeply, 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 deeply problematic to, do anything on the Civil War and basically ignore <laughs> ignore the fact that half of the people on that fake battlefield were fake fighting to fake 
protect their fake rights to yes. really enslave human beings and yes. treat them like property. That again, the hoop skirts and the debut and the balls. Yes. That's again, that's they're pretty, but it's yeah, that's it's deeply, deeply exactly. problematic. Yes. Um can we can I just quickly gush about something? I already got your permission to do this. So <laughs> those that listening are gonna be like, oh, okay, Flo, those who know me. We we are playing our has nothing to do with Google Card uh, in yeah. this in, in this one. Yes, here. And this is what I'm using it on, which as you all know, like I absolutely would always spend my card on this. Um last <laughs> night was the we're filming this on a Thursday morning recording, whatever. And last night no, was the no, premiere. Filming, it's, it's much more glamorous. <laughs> It's true. Uh, last night was the premiere of BH90210, which is a ultra meta uh, version of the 90, original 90210 series in that the actors are playing themselves as washed up actors of a series that was on for 10 years. So <laughs> it's... Oh, dear. Now okay, I asked, I'm the, oh. Okay, go ahead. I asked Andy for permission for this because I, I wasn't I wasn't aware of when I, when I heard nine zero two one zero like I, I assumed that like you're getting into this either you're getting into them on streaming or there was some sort of a reboot that like oh but okay, that's okay go ahead the, it's not exactly a re I mean it's not so the whole series is centered around them getting together to do a reboot <laughs> it's extremely <laughs> meta and. Okay. Uh, it, it, see, I, I'm saying, I, uh, I, I'm just saying. Before I hear anything more, this sounds a lot like they didn't put a lot of thought or effort into this. It's like they were, they knew they were going to have a whole bunch of meetings about this, and they didn't know if the series was, was going to be picked up. And then they said, "Well, what if we just like film all the meetings and the script read through, and then if they pick it up, we don't even have to do a series." It's supposed to be a little more okay. comical than that. It's it's definitely so everybody who knows me, who's been following me knows that like Nine or Two is my absolute favorite. It's um it's been there for me in my times of need. It's just one of those constants in my life. If you talk to another diehard 90210 fan, we're exactly like Star Trek fans. That's what I like to <laughs> compare us to. Like we will go see all this we'll We'll always go to where the celebrities are, like where they are signing. We will always show up. We will always buy stuff off eBay. We will always constantly rewatch the show and analyze it. And granted, it's not sci-fi, but there are some actually very poignant moments in the show that unfortunately get overlooked because people just know like Donna Marner graduates and like all the other <laughs> cheesy stuff, which was also a major part of the show. So I... I just wanted to quickly devote some time, very short bit of time. And if anybody wants to fast forward this, I guess, I mean, I would appreciate if you don't, because it's really good for our numbers if you don't. Just, but just don't, just don't like at tweet us on, on Twitter just let me have and, this. And, and tell us that you're fast forwarding over stuff. Cause that's kind of hurtful. You have the right to enjoy the show as uh, in the way you want. But when you at tweet us and say, Oh, by the way, at an at go, I fast forwarded all the way through like the, your, your total irrelevance diatribe about how hard it is to glue together your gold X-wing fighter model from Ravel. Well, I would understand. I mean, see, Andy, but that's why we do the show together. I would have made the story luminous other. and gripping. You would have enjoyed the journey we were going on. Unfortunately, I can't make the story very gripping. I'm sorry. I'm, all I'm, I, interrupting. I'm interrupting. No, I just, I want to put, because the thing is, I really want to record this because I want to put it out into the world that I am very happy that this exists. 
I laughed. I yelled. Um, Tori Spelling is actually, she's a really good, um, like comedy act. She's just ridiculous and she's really good at making fun of herself, which I think is why I enjoy her a lot. And, um, just the fan service is overtly palpable to the point where I think it's going to maybe turn people away. They'd be like, what the heck is this? Like, I don't understand any of these jokes. And granted, it's complete fan service, but I am just really happy for it. And I just wanted to let everybody out there know that I'm really happy. I'm happy nope. that yep. that this is what the summer has brought me. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like this is a gift. You know, it's uh, it's been an interesting summer for me. And so I'm just really thankful for the gift that exists of BH90210. Um, also, just another little tidbit. You know, Gabrielle Carteris, who played Andrea Zuckerman, is the president of the Screen Actors Guild. Um, which, by the way, she's an amazing president. Uh, just the things that she has done for the union over the years. And they, it's constantly a punchline. <laughs> she's the president of the Actors Guild. Well, I see. I... And uh, we, uh, I'm not, I'm not judging at all. I'm, I'm not even saying that as a preface to like a snark or anything. I think that one of the most important things, and and as part of that toolkit of things that you need to understand as, uh, as an adult, one of them is that you don't want to ever catch yourself saying, "Hey, stop enjoying that thing you enjoy that I don't understand." So you never have to explain or defend enjoying the things that you enjoy. Uh, so, that, so it's, it's, it's great. Um, I've, I Thank just, you, Andy. <laughs> I give you, yes, I give you permission to enjoy this television program. Well, I asked for your permission to hijack the beginning of this. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> just See, with my but, declarations of love for this, for this <laughs> silly meta reboot that literally nobody will understand except for us diehards. And you know what? Thanks Fox. That's the one the one good thing you've done in the last 20 years because let me tell you, you guys are faltering in a lot of other places. So. <laughs> Oi. There's a Well, see, but the, it it did make me think of so you know that the uh, unexpectedly uh, the full house like revival on uh, on Netflix like became a su- successful if they went to like four seasons or whatever so, anyway hey how else was she going to bribe her kids into college without the money from that show again good i good on you i guess but <laughs> Becky. see but what i was what i found more interesting i, I think i've i saw like one i had to see one episode just to see if oh my god they mm-hmm. really did reproduce the sets all the mm-hmm. way down to the last detail and oh wow and uh, so what i found a lot more interesting is that you have this I, – I wanted to see a documentary about uh, these actors who were child actors on a successful show. And as happens a lot, even when you're not a child like actor success, you'll have a really hot like five, six, seven, eight years and then not quite so hot for some years after that, which is nothing to be ashamed of. It's just the nature of the business. And particularly when you're a child actor – Maybe after five or six years of not working so much, you start to realize that, oh, wow, it's called a social life. And wow, now I'm like dating this person and now I'm actually thinking about like having kids and like starting a family. And and actually I'm actually appreciating having like a regular job and, and leaving this all behind. Wow, I don't miss that at all. And ex- not uh, not being you know not not the stupid like oh let's make fun of someone because they were in a hit TV show twelve years ago and now they they look twelve years older but 
again, having transitioned now, they're now the, this hit show they were on 15, 20 years ago is now a piece of trivia that might come up like at a mm-hmm. PTA meeting or something or when you're just socializing. And it's a it's an interesting thing when uh, showbiz comes back and says, we want to redo we want to do the entire show all over again. And you think that they're saying, oh, wow, well, actually, that'd be fun to, like, you know, be flown out to L.A. and do that little cameo where I'm I prote- where I'm uh, I'm the I'm the vegetable dealer that the that the, my replacement is uh, buying groceries from. And the audience <laughs> like cheers because wink, wink. It's actually it's actually the older version of this character. So, no, no, no. We want to actually hire you as an actress for an entire season and like pay you as an actress that we need for this production. And all of a sudden you get <laughs> you're back in it again that seems like an interesting transition does is it's uh is it the a situation where you do your 12 episode season you go back home and you go back to your your regular life and if they redo for another season you go back and do or does it like give them the itch again saying that maybe I should get new headshots, maybe I should get a new reel, maybe how can I leverage this into, you know, maybe uh, maybe some sort of made for t- a lifetime made for TV movie on anything. It's it's interesting, I think. Well, I hope I can turn my tech journalism career into an interesting made for TV uh, lifetime movie because <laughs> Listen. Well, you won't be played by the full house lady because she's been banned from Lifetime. Well, she still thinks she's not going to jail. But. She can't. Pl- mm-hmm. She can't even play herself on the Made for Lifetime I movie know, about the I scandal. Know. It's you talk about just, meta. <laughs> uh, listen, folks. When we're not talking about Google, this is what I'm looking at because sometimes you need a respite. <laughs> yes. So speaking of Google, let us return back to Google. Yes, I have. Let's go. Uh, getting back on topic. So um, as I've as I've mentioned from time to time, uh, when my last uh, car uh, finally was too rusted out to be safely repaired uh, like three or four years ago. Um, I decided to see how long I can get away with not having a car, and it's been like four years now, and I'm really, really, really happy with that decision. I, I don't see you as a driver, and I don't mean that in a in a, like any – I just – I see you enjoying your life yeah, without exactly. a car. I Like you bike. You know how to make – the time that you have on the train, mm-hmm. like you don't need a car, Andy. Yeah. Again, I, it helps that I have no kids and I work, I work out of my, I can work wherever I happen to have my body. Well, and you which, live somewhere where there's a train system. Yeah, okay. Well, true. Anyway. <laughs> and I live in new, I live in new England where like <laughs> that, where I live in, and I've always lived in towns that predate the automobile mm-hmm. so that they mm-hmm. needed, an, yes. <laughs> they needed a, some sort of a system for getting bodies to where yes, they could yes. po- possibly be exploited by wealthier people. Uh, so, uh, so, so I'm, I'm grabbing, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, podcasting from a beautiful, like 150 year old library today mm-hmm. and grabbed a bus. Uh, cause I'm going to be working here all day today cause it's air conditioned here and it's not air conditioned at my home office and reminded of a couple of things that I really wish that Google search would do with public transportation. As you, there's a bus stop that's, oh God, maybe just even 200 yards, 300 yards away from my house. And so I don't necessarily always take the same bus at the same time to get here. But when is the next bus going north 
uh, going in going into the city like that's uh, that's a thing of regular interest to me so there are a couple of i w- really wish that i could not uh, j- the the google now page i will always refer to it as the google now page mm-hmm, the thing that basically mm-hmm. where google is trying to anticipate what you need i really wish that part of it uh, part of that uh, that system was it understands that oh well he usually he often takes either this tra- uh, a tra- uh, either a tra- a commuter train departing from this station or a bus departing from this stop. And it's usually, if he's near his house, he's going into the city as opposed to away from the city. And so I really wish I could just simply flick up, flick to the left off my home screen. screen. It would just tell me when the next train or bus is. And I know I can do that with the transit app, but that's, that's even like kind of too complicated. I, I really just want widgets that do that or just notifications. And but the other thing that I've that I think is even simpler is whenever I happen to surface uh, a bus or a train that I want to take, whether it's uh, usually public transportation, bus, commuter rail, but maybe even Amtrak, maybe even uh, uh, other other transportations. I really wish I could like there's a, a tap on the dot 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 menu or a long press on it and just automatically say set a reminder for this. So I know that I know that. Oh well, if I want to be in the city by two p.m., I probably want to take the twelve twenty-two p.m. train uh, into town. So I, after I search for when is the next train to Boston or whatever, I just long press it and, and say set a reminder. Okay, when you want a reminder, set the reminder twenty minutes beforehand. Great reminder has been set. Because I just need at this point, I, I know that I have plenty of time to like shower and shave and get dressed. But I'm inside the house, and there's like beverages in the fridge, and there's really good internet, and you know I've got the I don't have air conditioning, but I have a really nice fan, and so it's easy for me to think that well I can certainly probably watch another episode of Parks and Rec before I've I need the phone to I want the phone to be able to remind me. By the way, if your teeth aren't brushed right now, you're probably not going to have brushed teeth if you're going to get it into get into Boston. Or to have your assistant do that, like to to ping you and do do do. Yeah, you need to go brush your teeth and get the heck out of the door. <laughs> yes. God, I can smell you from here, and I don't even have an aroma sensor. <laughs> your breath <laughs> is so on. bad; it's setting off That's my accelerometer. Gen. Oh no! Oh no! But but the, but you know what I mean? It's, it's like it's it's I'm surfacing some a, a an answer that gives you a time of, of day. It'd be nice to long press on it and say, "Remind me of this." It's already pretty good in that it took me a while. I used to go to Google Maps all the time just mm-hmm. to get an answer to like when is if I what's the next time that I would be able to pick up one of these things. But now I can simply do a search for. Uh, the, the name of the the name of the transit company and then to whatever and it will actually in the search results give you the next the next thing is at 9:22 after that it's at 9:47 which is what I've been looking for all the, I've been looking for all the long but again let me long press and say remind me of this at a certain time before this thing is going to leave uh, and it doesn't have to be as complicated as the traffic alert for I notice in I notice from your Gmail that you have a confirmation to take the train to Boston. Like no no no, just let me long press on this. You could even I wonder if Google Assistant could even do that. 
just as a if I long press on the home button and it says what uh, what's on my screen, wherever it it sees anything on the screen that is has like a time associated with it or a date associated with it, particularly if it's Google generated content, say oh you want to set a I something 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 nine twenty two p.m. Do you want to send a reminder for this? It's great. I'll set a reminder for as you asked for 20 minutes beforehand, and I'll just grab the text that was around 9.22 p.m. as what the text of the reminder should be. This is the sort of thing that would – this would be one of the things I would then in the future cite as the reason why I'm still using uh, Android instead of the iPhone. I, you're just making me think about how there are all these different transit agencies here in the Bay Area, and when – like Google Maps is still not very good at giving me – the different options that I have, it never suggests I take the ferry, which mm. I think is is really frustrating. And I think it's because it thinks that I want to take uh, transit the whole way. Like, I wish it could factor in the fact that people in the Bay Area usually drive to the transit station and then they take transit from there. We either drive to BART or we drive to the ferry terminal. Yeah. Um, it, and yes, there are buses that exist for that reason. But I wish there was a way to just do like a mix of that. Or like, what if I bike, you know, to this station and that sort of thing? And I, I feel like that's yeah. not readily available in Google Maps either. Um, and if I am taking BART, I still just I go to BART.gov and I use the trip planner there to figure out what time I need to be at a station. And then I just kind of have to do my own calculations. Yeah. No, that's that's another that's another thing that would really improve like trips for me. The ability to say maybe even just in settings that by the way, I'm willing to take a bike 5 miles. Mm-hmm. I'm willing, or I'm willing to walk up to a mile. Mm-hmm. So that for instance the the commuter rail station is a nice tidy like 3 or 4 miles away easy bike ride, but every time it will say Here's how to take take the bus all the way <laughs> to this station, transfer at this station, because it doesn't want to say, oh, take your bike three miles to a commuter rail station and then ride the train all the way in. So if you could just say yes. anything with anything, again, I'll bike anything, any distance within five miles. I will walk any distance under a mile. That's, will, that will so simplify all the directions that I ever get. Or I'm willing to take an Uber or a, a rideshare so long as it's less than fifteen dollars. Right. I found a friend of mine. It's it's uh, you, you when a service like Google Maps is this good, you find yourself think hoping it will do everything for you. Like a, a friend of mine is exactly. uh, is going to be at the Agunquit uh, Playhouse in Maine. Uh, in uh, in a month for three weeks in Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express, and this is the one of the few times where it's like, oh gosh, if I had a car, we I could just definitely drive up there. But oh no, it's actually it's two and a half hours. Then I find out that oh well, actually there's a train from like in from Boston North Station, like even just like uh, that will cost twelve dollars. That will get you within about a ten dollar lift ride. Or there's even like a a bus that will go from like bus service with one transfer that will get me within like next door of the Agunquit Playhouse. And it would be nice if I could do that with one search as opposed to knowing, say, okay, let's try this service. Or what if I leave from here instead of instead of there? So because then that would transfer universally to other places, too, so that when you're visiting places that where you don't know, like you are offered those options. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I agree. That's, I think that is the one thing that Google maps is still kind of missing to really make it 
Because I'm already using it now. I'm using it for everything, like restaurant recommendations, figuring out what to go do, saving places, um, tracking my husband. <laughs> so, you know, just make it a little easier to uh Well, but he's happy they just have to wear that embarrassing collar anymore. No, no. You just, you turn all a little flippy. It was his idea, by the way. And he did it because he wanted to know when I was close to home so that he would know when to start dinner. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so I lucked out. Hmm. Um, well, last thing before we go, yes. to, go to an ad and start the rest of the show. It is, it is dangerous that after doing, I, I don't know. And unfortunately, like my August is kind of busy. Um, and I'd have to really just see a, a matinee in the middle of the week. And I'm trying to the, – the bad news is that now I know that if I ever get a hankering for like lobster rolls and blueberry pie in season, I'm just like an hour and a half and $12 away from in the morning, decide, leaving in the morning and then easily by lunch having a Maine lobster roll. And I, I need people to understand when you go to Maine, like having lobster – that's like getting like a hot dog from a corner stand in New York City. I mean that you it costs very little money. It is nothing but lobster meat. It's served in a hot dog roll and you eat it in like a on a wooden like picnic table outside the little shack that sold it to you. It's not you go to a restaurant, it costs $30. It's probably mostly crab meat and hake with a few decorative garnishes of lobster meat. And if you have not had fresh, like if you've not been to Maine during blueberry season to get blueberry anything, this is what would get people to move to Maine. Every I've time never I think, been to that part of the country. That is something that uh, scenic is crap talk, as well. I, <laughs> That's actually on the license plates. Scenic as Maine. Crap. Scenic as crap. Until 1968, it was scenic as all crap. But then they decided they needed to have like the new uh, uh, scanners work. Okay, shall we Shall we get on with the rest of the show? Yes. I think we shall. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. And you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node locations. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers, and they're all looked after by their incredible 24-7 support team. If you ever run into any problems, just drop them an email, give them a call, or chat over IRC in the Linode community if that's easier. Whatever suits you best. Oh, and they have some super useful guides and support documentation, so if you just need to quickly look something up, you can. Their new management panel is now in beta at cloud.linode.com. This new management console is a single-page application built using the cutting-edge React.js stack and is backed entirely by our public API. And it's open source. Plus, they feature two-factor authentication to keep you and all your data safe and secure. Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Their plans start at one gig of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigs of RAM. And Linode has a special offer just for you. As a listener of this show, you can go to linode.com slash material and use promo code material2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gig of RAM plan, that's four free months. And with the seven-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So give Linode a try today. That's linode.com slash material and promo code material2019 to learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their continued support of this show and all of Relay FM. 
Well, so Samsung decided to have an unpacked event. Uh, they've greedy, greedy little jerks. They feel as though having one big, massive phone product rollout a year is quite not quite enough for them. If they really want their mothers to think that they're successful, they're going to have to have two. Uh, but they did introduce actually the uh, so the new Galaxy Note actually looks pretty good. It's. Uh, I mean, is it is it a surprise? Because the gal I thought the Galaxy S10 looked pretty good. And and so I'm not. It's just to say, Samsung is you know always kind of the one that is moving forward with design. So you know, I, I'm not it's, surprised. Yeah, it's. I, I got to say that I'm rarely tempted by the Galaxy phones because they're. I think they're competing with like the iPhone 10. They're competing with the Pixel. I don't think that they're they're really standouts. Uh, compared to those two. But when you talk about the Galaxy Note series, now you're talking about it's bigger, but not stupid bigger. It has a stylus. They really, really try to impress you with, we'll see how much storage we can give you and how much memory we can give you without having to cost $10,000. And they look so good. They do. And now they have all those pretty backs, which we aren't really getting with some of the other phones. I know that overseas... They are getting these really pretty colors and ombres and just like beauty, just like really beautiful phones. Yeah, I mean we'll 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 get to the act. We'll get to the insignificant details before, but we'll we'll jump ahead to the. So one of the case colors is this really nice, like iridescent. It's like a like a beetle wing or something. Yes, and it's like ooh. I don't I don't care how much this costs. I don't care if it's totally inappropriate for my needs. I kind of want a phone that looks like that. Yeah, but it's so big though, Andy. Mm. <laughs> well, actually not not quite so big. So let's get let's get into it. So they have bifurcated the Google the the uh, Galaxy Note line. Now there is a Note 10 and a Note 10 Plus. And you might make the credible case that the Galaxy Note is already Sort of like the Galaxy 10 Plus Plus, mm-hmm. but here's what they've done. They've sort mm. of, they seem to have listened to people like me who are like responding to the stylus and responding to, oh my God, look at all the storage and look at all the power and look at all the memory. And they said, what if we were to try to, it's, so it's not as, so the Galaxy Note 10 Plus is roughly the same size as last year's Galaxy Note 9. And the Galaxy Note 10, which is not a plus, is only a little bit bigger than the Galaxy 10. So it's a little bit like saying, what if you paid a little bit more for the Galaxy 10, but it had all the cool things that you envy about the Note? And that also makes this thing kind of attractive to me. Really? Yeah. Andy, we've got a couple more months till the Pixel 4. Don't. Don't no, fall saying, in yet. I'm, I'm saying attractive. I'm saying that is. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm, uh, I'm. I'm. I still have my sights set on the Pixel Four. Uh, okay. I don't. And before, and as uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see lots of positive things about at least the specs that they announced and things that they showed off at this event. However, I still have prejudice against Samsung phones in general because Samsung they do have the tendency to half-ass things. 
to say, wow, look at this really great feature that has never been done before and saying there's a reason why it's never been done before because every time Apple or Google or or everybody else has tried it, it's worked exactly as poorly as the version that you've just trotted out there, Samsung. I, I hate I hate saying half-assed though. I want to just say rush. I want to say rush because I feel because I feel like like the people who I just want to give props to the people who work okay, on it, okay. who probably worked really long hours and, and their managers were probably like, we need to get this out because we need to have it at the event, which, you know, is standard in okay. the tech industry. Well, say from, from, a I'm consumer, just trying to be, from a consumer yes. point of view, from the point of view of someone who's just spent $900 on a phone and has tried to unlock Fair. it with their face or tried to like take their pulse with a camera. That's so, and the and the, and that reminds me a lot of like the cool features you have to you require to have a Samsung account to make it work. And I know that's not that much different than if you have an iPhone, you have to have an Apple account. And if you have a Google Pixel, it really doesn't do as much as it should do unless you have a Google account. But the thing is, like, the only reason why I have a Samsung account is because. They are making me have one, and every time they offer me, why don't you use Samsung Fit? Why don't you use the Samsung App Store? Because the alternatives are way, way better in every and single way. And it's frustrating being an Android user and having like this constant barrage of like, no, sign up for this too. No, 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 no. You want this too. Trust me. Yeah. Because when you sign into, I know we bring the iPhone up a lot on here, but because that is kind of just the other ecosystem that people flock to. There's a Google app for the, for for Apple as well. There is, but when you log into an iPhone, you just log in, yeah. and and that's it. Like when you log into an Android phone, it's like, "Hi, log in here, please. Hi, do you remember your password here? Hi, don't forget about me." And it it can be a little exhausting. <laughs> it's a little exhausting, and it adds the whole fragmentation of everything because then you're getting features through Google that are specific to that, and then you're getting features through Samsung which are specific to that. It's it, this just reminds me of my life with the Galaxy Watch Active. <laughs> So that's why I'm because a lot of the features that I enable on the watch has to be through the Samsung Galaxy store. And it's kind of a bummer to have all those apps reside alongside yeah. all the Google ones that I'm already so heavily invested in. So it's a lot. It's it's a it's a it's a bit of a load. To it is. With, yes. It's a load. Uh, not to mention, and I apologize, I think I might be jumping ahead real quick here. Uh, okay, so there are some features that are introduced that they're going to open up to developers. So maybe I'm not well, completely. We'll, we'll, well, we'll get to the. Let's get some basics yes, down yes, first. Yes. Uh, some of the nice stuff you count on. So the Note 10 starts at nine hundred forty nine dollars. Again, that's the smaller one. Uh, but you get. Two, I don't think that I didn't see any mention of any other versions, but this one version. But really. Uh, the, given that for 949 bucks you get eight gigs of RAM and 256 gigs of storage, uh, not many people are going to need more than that. Uh, if you do need more than that, and you go for the no, go for the Note Plus, it starts at a thousand ninety nine dollars with 12 gigabytes of RAM, uh, 256 gigs of storage. For 100 bucks more, you double that to 512 gigs of storage. Um, Hi, remember the OnePlus uh, 7 Pro? That also has 12 gigs of RAM, yeah. and it costs a fraction of this. I think it's about the same size, too. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a lot of comparisons to the OnePlus. The well, it's that's a, because I think of it as a deal in yeah. retrospect, because I feel like Samsung is still charging for the name. Um, in, or maybe, I don't know. Because the thing is, I don't know how much these things cost at manufacturing, okay? I'm just... 
<laughs> but I, I do feel like when there is a name attached to a product that often you are paying for the name, much like being an Apple user. <laughs> Skip well, some too. <laughs> well, also, I think OnePlus has, they kind of have to, they had to start off with how do we convince people to buy our True. phone when there, are two, when there are a bunch of really established brands that are excellent. True. And once they start off with, we can't possibly charge the same amount of money for our phones as they are for theirs. Yes. And but it but it does you, you do have a point in that it does come to show you that when you are determined to keep the price down it doesn't mean you make it out of plastic and it's the screen is water soluble uh and it's like <laughs> it's got the resolution of an Atari 400. It's you can actually make excellent stylish attractive desirable phones for a lot less money. Uh but but it's it's kind of uh, and it's this is a this is a point that should come to, come up to haunt Apple because the mm-hmm. iPhone X's base storage is still just sixty four gigabytes, and it's roughly in the same price well, class as the Note. Yes, exactly. We don't. Why you? Why would you want to store things? Pay for iCloud. Yeah. So let's hope that it's it's a it's a way to urge Apple to say hi. We're going to be not, really not paying attention Apple, to. Though. Not, sorry to interrupt you. Not not just Apple because I am reading the rumors that the Pixel Four is not going to be as well equipped. Okay. As some of these. So that's why I, you know I just want to keep Google honest here. No, nope, nope, you know. that's fine. Everybody, everybody <laughs> honest. Um, pre-orders for both are open right now. They're going to ship on August twenty third. Um, sidebar that they noticed, they said that the Note 10 5G is going to be available for pre-order on the 23rd in the U.S. It will be Verizon exclusive for a limited time. Uh, as usual, you worry that, okay, so you managed, good, good, good for you. You managed to get a 5G chip and a 5G antenna into this phone. Let's see how hot it gets. Let's see how long the battery lasts and let's see how good your 5G reception is before we call it a 5G phone. Uh, so, but it's, it looks nice. They've, um, the It's pretty much all screen uh, with curves on the left and right. There's practically no bezel. They're using a, a hole punch for the self, selfie cam, and it's even like a smaller aperture hole than uh, on the Galaxy 10. Uh, there's no uh, no visible fingerprint sensor now that that's in screen, which is technology we've seen on the, the, One, uh, the OnePlus mm-hmm. has Sonic, doesn't it? Uh, it's optical. The S10 oh, has Sonic. Right. Yeah, the S10 was the one that originally introduced that yeah. Samsung particular technology. So that seems to work okay. Uh, screen looks. I, I wasn't there at the event, but uh, people were there saying, of course, the screens are wonderful. Samsung always. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're known for. They, okay? they, they manufacture I, I'll give screens. Them that. So yeah, mm-hmm, uh, HDR10 mm-hmm. plus. Uh, they didn't. They don't do variable frame rate as uh, it's rumored that the iPhone 10 will do. But who can? Eh, well, that's fine. Uh, no headphone jacks. So they deleted that. Thank you very much. It's another dongle I'm going to need, or another charger I'm going to need for my Bluetooth headphones. But also, no Bixby button. There is no dedicated button to get that wonderful Bixby smart personal assistant. That's all the rage, supposedly. No, it isn't. Uh, Matter of fact, there was no mention of Bixby at all anywhere through the event. So, I mm. mean, if you've got all, mm. if you spent all the all this time training up your Bixby to run everything and lording it all over the rest of us who don't have access to Bixby, well, your comeuppance is at hand. It appears. <laughs> I don't think anybody's. I mean, I don't know. I uh, 
It well, it's just you know, it's it's comical. Maybe not comical. It's kind of sad. Ugh, I hate using words like that because I just don't. You know, I don't want to like, I don't want to punch a company while it's down. But Samsung <laughs> is not multi, down. They have punch a multi gazillion dollar company. Yeah, I was about to say Samsung has plenty of money. It's fine. Uh, it, it's just Bixby did not. It was not invested in the same way that the assistant. Alexa, even um, Siri, I guess. I don't know. You guys know better about that than I yeah. do. Um, but but even still, Apple at least like launched the HomePod, which had Siri in it. Samsung had promised this product was going to come out, which was going to put Bixby in your home and all this and that. And that never happened. So even if Bixby had some sort of advantage over some of the other assistants, there's no way that you can really tap into that um, unless you were willing to use that primarily on the phone. And so I just, I think for Samsung, it's a lost opportunity, honestly, and that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I kind of wish that they had kept the button, but let it be remappable because that that's, I've, I've said before that if there were just a dedicated clicky button. I bet you people complain that they would just like constantly click that button because it was, especially on a phone that big, like even the S10 is such a big phone. And I remember cradling it and just where my middle finger would land on my right hand would be right on the Bixby button. And that, you know, naturally you want to maybe tap that to turn the screen on or something. And yeah, so, it just so, you, wasn't. so you map it to something that you map it to nothing. If you keep hitting yeah. it, to, if you don't need it, I would love to have just a the thing that is my, my sort of reference to, if I'm picking up the phone, I really want to get, I, it's because I'm probably want to look at this. I would love to have a button that wakes the screen uh, and flashes mm. this thing and basically, or some, just something that I can yes. configure myself. That's the difference between Android users and like iOS users, the ability to, I don't like how this works. I want to be able to change it without mm -hmm. confusing the people who are, have no need or no desire to change anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Cameras are pretty much the same. The same camera system is on the Galaxy 10. Uh, there's a time of flight sensor on the Plus, which is a laser that will uh, that will uh, enables things like uh, autofocus and and low light, uh, and it helps for like 3D uh, like depth perception for uh, background blurring stuff like that. Uh, but the really cool stuff is uh, they've <laughs> they've changed. They've made some really big improvements to the F to the S Pen. Uh, which is, again, a signature feature of the thing. Mm -hmm. So now it has a six-axis gyroscope and an accelerometer. So you can wave it in the air and via Bluetooth LE, the phone like knows how you're moving it around uh, in space. Uh, and you know, you absolutely are not going to look stupid when you're <laughs> giving a presentation or whether you're like, you're trying to take a selfie with it, with it leaned against the wall and you're just waving the stick in the air, or like some sort of demented conductor. But that's, it's, so they, 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 there are a couple of different things that they've mentioned you can do with this. Um, so there are certain apps like the camera app, like the YouTube app, like other apps, you will be able to uh, create send commands via certain specific air gestures. I didn't see any description of exactly what these gestures are like, uh, but there's also uh, an SDK so that any app that wants to support it can. Okay, that's nice. But they did decide to uh, add, uh, <laughs> they decide to add a uh, instant fun <laughs> thing that everyone's going to use it for, uh, s sort of like a, a AR doodles. So you can basically... Mm -hmm. 
if you're some, if you can basically draw like a necktie on somebody in 3D space in front of you. And then like through the camera, it will like, if they walk around, the necktie will still be there in 3D space where around their neck and will still walk around with them. I think that you could have fun with that. That could be uh, an emoji or are nice, fine, and that's fine. But I, I would like to be able to like draw a really embarrassing hairstyle on somebody and then they have to deal with that because that's how they, that's how they're appearing in the wedding video. <laughs> it could be it could even be used for I don't know. I feel like this phone is sometimes um or not just this phone, but I feel like Samsung is constantly going after like the creators yeah. and you know like the new generation of makers and so some of these tools can be used for those particular things. So yeah, that that is one of the coolest things that uh, uh, one of the coolest AR apps. Well, <laughs> cool, one of the coolest AR apps is being able to like create sculptures in midair. Uh, no, it's it's too it's too bad that the Samsung uh, the uh, Samsung v- AR gear VR gear doesn't work with the Note 10 yet because the ability to uh, like see this thing that you're sculpting with the pen on the table in front of you as you walk around without having to hold this thing in front of you would be pretty darn nice. Um, the the other thing that's built in that I wish that every single camera, every single uh, uh, phone that has like multiple cameras on it could do, it actually is, uh, it also will, all do, will also do 3D scans. So you can have an, an object on the table and scan it in three dimensions and then either use it as an augmented reality object so that like if you've managed to, so you, so you can basically put this object inside photos and inside live video and it'll stay where it's going, or you can print it on a 3d printer. Um, supposedly it's not necessarily so good that you can replicate it, an engine part or, or a beautiful piece of sculpture with it, but it's good enough. And the, for me, the idea is if you can do it, who cares if you can't do it like flawlessly as as good as a $5,000 commercial 3d scanner can do, uh, the ability to simply every, it's whenever I'm in a museum, and I, I always look for opportunities for art heists. Like I will, here's a sculpture, here's a sculpture that isn't up against the wall. It's actually like in the middle, it's on a pedestal in the middle of the room. I have full 360 degree, like spherical access to it. I am definitely going to take like a hundred pictures of it from all angles and then see if I can print it at home with the 3d printer and the ability to do art thefts like that on a much higher level. I would definitely have fun with <laughs> Not to mention this phone is really geared towards the professional crowd. And so right. I imagine that a lot of folks would definitely use that just to like get the renders in there. I mean, it's, it's uh, once again, the note 10 is, it's a feature packed. This phone. is, yeah, this is, this has always been like the, the laptop the in the size of a, of a pop tart uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the industry. Um, and the, the, uh, the, the last thing that's, I thought it was really cool. Uh, improvements they've made to Dex, D-E-X. That's their like desktop thing. And it started off as if you pop this our Galaxy phone in a special cradle, you can connect it to a screen and a keyboard and we'll get yeah. this desktop phone experience, which people, companies have been trying to make this happen for so many years. But nobody really wants a, no one has shown any desire for a phone that can double as a laptop. 
But now they've done decks in a way that actually seems very, very practical. So now whenever you uh, there's an, you load an app into uh, uh, your Windows machine or your Mac machine, uh, you just, whenever the Note 10 is uh, connected via cable, thanks to this app, you will get sort of like a virtual desk. You'll get a window that is a screen that is your phone desktop. And through this window, you can launch apps. You can interact with the phone however you want as those connected to a big screen and, and a keyboard and a mouse. Uh, and also it's, if you want to transfer files, you just drag files into the window, drag other files out of it. That seems like the way that I would enjoy using decks. Uh, the way that the, the it, like if I'm the the big reason why I don't count on my phone as a primary device more often is the having to have faith that once I've left my notebook behind or left my tablet behind, I really can do everything I need to do. I would there's no resources that I'm leaving behind that I desperately need. If I were able to access this through a window at home and see all the apps that I can oh no actually I'm not just I'm not just simply dragging this word file into the phone and then hoping that I can open it and, and work with it here is the actual app I will be or would be working with it I can actually create my presentation on the phone on you know via my laptop I can actually create a spreadsheet create everything and then when I leave and I just simply take the phone with me I just simply I'll be able to do the exact same things only I will not I won't have uh, my computer screen I won't have my computer uh, my computer's uh, 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 keyboard and mouse so sounds like a really good step forward it's very much also uh, in keeping with the uh, with the nature of the Galaxy Note whereas again there's a reason why it's bigger there's a reason why it's more expensive it's because this is the this is the this is the one ring, one true ring to rule them all if you can't do whatever you want to do on this phone you can't say it's it's because it doesn't have enough resources it doesn't have enough power everything we could possibly put into this phone we put into for you woof <laughs> So yeah, I'm still I'm still thinking I'm still mostly focused on the Pixel Four. However, I appreciate that it's for me. It's always the the Galaxy Note has always been what Samsung is in the phone business for, or the the stuff they're doing that no one else is doing uh, as well. So I'm glad to see yes. that they're not screwing it up. I'm just I I read a lot of hot takes this morning, and a lot of <laughs> a lot of folks are just kind of like yeah. It doesn't necessarily move the needle forward, doesn't necessarily move it backward, just kind of keeps things rolling along the hill. So that's that's how that's how I'm feeling about the phone industry, at least in North America. Yeah. No, my 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 favorite I use that word sarcastically part of uh, like turning on uh, turning on the TV, turning on the YouTube app. And I see that like my my uh, the homepage is filled with hands-on review of the Galaxy new Galaxy Note yes. 10. It's like you're in a demo area. You had maybe 12 seconds with it before someone else with like their phone on a video rig pushed you aside so they could do their own hands-on review of it. You technically put well, you put a hand on it, not hands, uh, but you're, that's not a hands-on review. You didn't <laughs> you didn't get to do anything with it. Uh. Shall we have another ad? I think yes. we shall. This episode of Material is brought to you by Pingdom from our friends at SolarWinds. It's summertime still. But before you pack your bags and set your email for out of office, you need something to tell you that everything is running smoothly on your site. 
And more importantly, when it's not. You need Pangdom. Pangdom will help you know the moment your site goes down in whatever way is best for you. You can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted depending on the severity of an outage so that when you're out of office, you can stay out of office. Take a vacation with peace of mind while Pingdom is monitoring your website. It's easy to get started. All Pingdom needs is your URL and they'll take care of the rest. Go to pingdom.com slash OOO right now for a free 14-day trial. No credit card required. Then when you sign up, use the code material at checkout to get a cool 30% off your first invoice. And for a limited time only, enter for a chance to win a free out-of-office t-shirt by going to pingdom.com slash OOO. This shirt is really funny. Go check it out. Pingdom.com slash OOO. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and all of the Relay FM network. Update. That was my that was my attempt at unsolved mysteries update. <laughs> no, I, well, I, for everyone I, out there wondering what the heck flow was just attempting. The problem, the, the no, no, the, the 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 problem is that you you need like the uh, the the Robert Stack sort of male voice. I know it's it's I tough, know. but the 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 effort was appreciated. The effort was definitely there. That's uh, so. <clears throat> And now a material podcast update. You might recall from a previous show, the United States government is very upset with Google. Google is a multi-billion dollar company that holds the lives of millions, if not tens or hundreds of millions of people, in their very hands. I'm not sure if I can keep that up. But anyway. It's okay. <laughs> I would just thank God you weren't about to toss aliens in there or ghosts because that definitely became a theme in the show. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So just a, just a quick update, but a significant one. Uh, this is part of the ongoing, the ongoing saga of uh, the United States government holding big tech finally to account for things that Probably they themselves are shocked they've been getting away with for several years. Surprisingly, might I add, because there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. They're good. Anyway. It's going to take a long time. It's like this. It's like the slush, the slush pile at the New Yorker. Yes. It's going to take a while for them to give you your rejection slip because mm-hmm. it's a big, big, deep pile. Uh, so 10 Democratic U.S. senators have uh, sent a letter to Sundar Pichai uh, insisting that they treat their contract employees better. This is largely in response to a New York Times article from last week that pointed out that Google employs more contract workers than actual Google employees, uh, and that this is they're kind of stretching the boundaries of what they should legally be called a temporary worker. Uh, given that the New York Times article really sums it up very nicely, saying that the police aren't like people who are being brought in to decorate the gym for the big uh, sock hop uh, at Google. These are people who like are working for like a long, long time on key critical Google products. Um, quoting from the letter, uh, temporary workers and Temporary workers and independent contractors are by definition intended for short-term and non-core work, and we urge Google to end any abuse of these worker classifications and treat all Google workers equally. And this is given that and this next thing is is fun given that this is a letter to Sundar Pichai. Google is valued at more than 100 billion 
and your personal compensation topped $400 million in 2018, which makes it that much more difficult to stomach the mistreatment of these workers. It is not enough to insist that contracting and staffing companies pay at least $15 an hour and provide health care and paid parental leave because that standard is well below that set for Google's full-time employees. Google should convert contractors and temporary workers to full-time employees. And then the list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight things that they want Google to do, including, hey, if a temporary worker is there for six months, guess what? They have to be transitioned to a permanent worker. Uh, you can't provide financial disincentives from converting a temp to a uh, uh, to to full time, uh, make sure that your temp workers, even if they are temps, get the same wages and the same benefits. Uh, and also, uh, liability for workplace violations should apply to temp workers. Uh, no known complete clauses in all the employment contracts. Uh, no non disclosure agreements in these contracts. Uh, it's just. And also make sure that you disclose to these temporary workers of here is the what your status will be. Here's when they can expect to transition to permanent full-time employee status. Uh, and these 10 senators are requesting a response to the letter by August 9th. Uh, obviously, this is just a letter. It's non-binding. Uh, so, but it's all good stuff. It's All these requests are just simple things that reflect dignity for all of the people who are working at Google, even the ones that do not get a seat in the lifeboat if the ship, <laughs> if Google's campus hits an iceberg or something like that. Um, hopefully this, uh, we're ho I'm hoping that Google doesn't do something cute like uh, promise compliance and then everybody gets fired at uh, five months and 28 days of employment or 27 days in February uh, every four years. Uh, because this really is a problem. When you see that 110,000 full-time Google workers and then 20 or 30,000 more add to that, and you've got, quote, temporary workers, clearly Google cannot get by without temporary workers. That you, when you, when the, the, the average person hears temporary worker, they think, oh, well, gosh, they must have a lot of problems getting the new, uh, uh, the next Pixel phone out. So they hired a whole bunch of engineers just to get this crunch out that, no, they're trying to not be responsible for how workers are paid or care for. We want, they want to, they feel as though, uh, legal protections for a lot of their workers is a liability that they could do without. So, yeah, I hope, I hope they act on this. Yeah, especially because, as I have said before on this podcast, anything that happens in this realm and the reason that we bring up these news stories is because we want to see change. And the best way for change to happen is for, you know, in Silicon Valley, it requires the company to take the first step. So and and I, again, would love to see Google take the first step. I don't expect a, a tech company to treat its employees like kings and queens. I do expect them to treat them like humans. And sometimes yeah. these policies kind of stretch the boundaries of of how we should treat human beings. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, we get, we're, on, we're on to fun things, but after another ad. Yes. This episode of Material is also brought to you by Willow Tree. Willow Tree is a mobile innovation agency that creates products for Pepsi, HBO, American Express, and many more. And listen up, they're hiring. If you need a new challenge, a fresh start, or just the next career step, this ad is for you. The Willow Tree team has launched over 500 apps, websites, and bots that impact millions of users, so this is your chance to be part of something big. 
They believe diverse teams create the best products. And not only do they have a rating of 4.8 out of 5 on Glassdoor, they were voted the best place to work in tech by Glassdoor and Fortune. If you are a software engineer, either for iOS or Android, a designer, or a project manager, apply to join their team now at bit.ly slash willow tree material. That's bit.ly slash willow tree material. One word at the end there. Apply now or bookmark it for later so you can apply when it suits you. Or visit the careers page at www.willowtreeapps.com slash careers to view all openings. Our thanks to Willow Tree for their support of Material and all of Relay FM. Well, Google might be. Uh, I think Apple rattled a few cages at Google when they officially uh, when they officially announced Apple Arcade. That's the subscription service where pay a flat fee every month and they'll give you an access to a library of a hundred specially created, specially curated games uh, like for the Stadia. iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, St- sorry, Stadia's I jumped. I jumped ahead too fast. Sorry. Oh, yes. <laughs> But what so with it, so they're it's weird. They're testing some people, some lucky or unlucky Android users, uh, I think through the Play Store app are being reached out to with an experimental offer, something that Google is calling the Play Pass. It is a subscription service, not just for games, but also for apps. So according to the screenshots that some of these people have sent in, uh, f- uh, for five bucks a month, you get access to a curated colla- uh, actually I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, uh, here's the here's the actual wording. Explore a curated oh no, I probably shouldn't do the Robert Stack voice. <laughs> Explore a that was curated last segment. <laughs> <laughs> Did ancient aliens give you a free copy of Bubble Battle? After this. <laughs> Uh, explore a curated catalog spanning puzzle games to premium music apps and everything in between. Now, that's not a th- those aren't like A to Z margins from puzzle games to premium music apps. What are be- what's between a puzzle game and a premium music app? Does a crossword puzzle app like be okay? <clears throat> That my my internal editor is flagging that with. Let's do a little bit more work on that sentence. Um, from action hits to puzzles and fitness trackers, with Google Play Pass, you unlock access to hundreds of premium apps and games without ads, download fees, or in-app purchases. Now that that caught my attention. I would I would even like uh, I would pay a non-zero amount of money every month to get a special version of the Play Store app where nothing in this version of the Play Store app has ads or subscriptions or in-app purchases that I know that just like mm. I pay a dollar a month just to know that if I buy this Twitter client, if I buy this game, if I buy this uh, this fitness app, it's not going to say, "Oh, you mean you want to you want to be able to track uh walking and running as opposed to being still, that's eight dollars a month. Actually, eight, did I say eight dollars a month? I said eight dollars a day, and it renews uh, prepaid for a year. It's like I just want—I want the world as it was once was, where I pay money for a product and I get that product, and that's interesting. But that's kind of neat. I—if Google were offering that to me, even not as someone who would like to write or podcast about it, I would probably take them up on that just to see how it works. Because five bucks a month to uh, sample, 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 and keep these apps as long as I spend five bucks a month. That's kind of interesting. Although, of course, by the end, now you're, I can't, I'm not sure if I've spent more than $60 a year 
on Google Play Store apps. And remember that over 12 months, that will cost you 60 bucks. So it's like the, the, uh, some sort of like a, uh, like a terminal client, uh, that I might've spent like $8 for, I'm going to wind up spending like $120 for over two years. But it's interesting. That's, I, I wonder if they're, I wonder if they intend to make this as a real ongoing product or if they just want to collect data on the sort of people who are subscribing to this so that they can learn about what Apple is in for. I am also noticing a lot of comments from people who are saying this would be great for my kids because then this would give them access to games they want to play. And I don't have to worry about like handing over my card all the time just for them to like pop into a game. You know, I spend a lot of money on in-app purchases, (laughs) definitely spend over $60 a year. Uh, So this wouldn't help me in that realm, but I do, I do see where this could help. I think overall it's just Google trying to, level the playing field for themselves and in offerings and what they offer people in the ecosystem. I don't think this is a bad deal, if especially if it includes some AAA games that people love to play. Um, I see Stardew Valley as a part of the screenshots, which that game alone is $8. And that is a very, that is a huge investment of time for that game. And so imagine like you're bored, you know, you get bored of that game you don't want to play anymore. You want to move on to the next thing. You're not totally losing the investment in that game. If that makes sense, as long as you're still paying for the monthly pass. So I like it, but I'm also, I'm also in the point right now where I'm in subscription fatigue because like this week we had the details. This is slightly off topic, but related. We had the details of the Disney streaming service came out this week and how much that's going to cost for stuff. And it's just like, does everything have to be like a paper month thing now? You know, it's just, uh, but I, but I see how this could be really helpful, especially for, for families. Um, even just having one kid in the household, like no ads or in-app purchases, the in-app purchases, like, um, removing access to that for kids yeah. is, is prime. The no ads thing is also, I think, um, a safety issue. I don't, you can't always trust the ads that are being pushed right. to your kids, and so just not having to deal with ads, I feel like would be worth the money alone. Um, that's what we keep trying to get people to do in journalism. <laughs> How can we entice you people? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I like, yeah. I like that Google's just trying to play along with what, with the way the industry is moving. So kudos yeah. to them. For I, kind of, I, I would kind of hope that some of these policies might uh, actually make it into Play Store policies. Already mm. worldwide, uh, a lot of governments are uh, cracking down on loot boxes, calling it a form of gambling. Where and this is yeah. this really kind of got to me when I when I first learned about loot boxes. Where so you want to, you want to uh, to get the really cool 1980s throwback jumpsuit for your character, but you can't just not not only is it just not something that you can just simply get. Not only is it not something you can buy, but you ha- it's only available in a loot box. You have to keep buying these loot boxes, hoping that you'll get one that has the 1980s throwback jumpsuit in it. And yeah, no, no, thank you. Yeah, it that, is. That, that is kind of creepy, especially when you're doing like a kid's game. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. But didn't we have that? I mean, we've always had forms of that being marketed towards kids. I mean, mostly, mostly like the machines just outside the the supermarket. You put in a quarter, 
and you get a plastic bubble and it never has the little camera and never has well, the I think about gun cereal. <laughs> the prizes inside cereal boxes. <laughs> but at least there you're getting your whole grains. <laughs> True. Uh, Keep the kids what? regular. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Good for good for Google for trying something new, and hopefully this doesn't. You know. Yeah, we'll see. But re- realize that we wouldn't know about it if it weren't for these people sending in screenshots. Not not like Google was keeping this secret because if you send it to random people, it's going to get out. But I don't think there hasn't been a blog post about it. There hasn't been mm-hmm. like a statement about it. So clearly they're just seeing if we were to do this, how would that work? Which is like uh, almost which is almost as annoying as that guy you play chess with who makes a move but keeps their finger on the top of the piece. I haven't gone yet. I haven't taken my finger. I haven't gone yet. <laughs> Like, really? You couldn't just imagine what would happen if you moved your rook there? You have to actually, like, okay. You know what? I play Pokemon the card game a little the same similar <laughs> way. So, sorry to everyone out there who's ever played with me. Finally, uh, so interesting news that might uh, might affect us. It actually affects us as podcasters, affects you, dear listener, as a podcast listener. Mm-hmm. Um, podcast search has officially arrived uh, on Google.com. Uh, it's going to be coming to the Assistant and uh, mobile devices later on. But now if you uh, do a Google search through the web, uh, you your searches might uh, surface podcast. Maybe. maybe <laughs> podcasts and podcast episodes uh, from the blog. Starting today. I'm going to do this as Robert Stack. Starting today, when you're searching for a podcast <laughs> about a topic on Google, such as, quote, Podcasts about Aquafina, unquote, or, quote, instant pot recipe podcasts, unquote, or about cattle mutilations and sudden disappearances. No, uh, I added that in. <laughs> we'll show you playable episodes and search results alongside web pages, news, images, and videos. We'll surface these episodes based on Google's understanding of what's being talked about on a podcast, so you can find even more relevant information about a topic in audio form. Soon, you won't necessarily need the term podcast in your search to see episodes, making podcast discovery simpler across search. So, of course, first thing I had to do was do a search for, quote, podcasts about Google, and I was not real impressed because it just gave me gave me basically a list of popular podcasts uh, I had the same the Joe yeah. Rogan experience not necessarily a podcast about Google uh, uh, so again w- once again doing the ego search uh, I said well how about podcasts about material design uh, and we are the number four podcast that's returned uh, about material design, uh, and but we're we're number three is a podcast that's not about Google material design, but about use of materials in design. I think it was a, a specific episode of a design podcast. Uh, so uh, not super sophisticated. I'm also um, I um, uh, now it says in the in this it's in the pot in the blog post surface these episodes based on Google's understanding of what's being talked about on a podcast, and we know that they've been at least tr- uh, trying out uh, doing like doing uh, indexing podcasts in Google Podcasts that use speech to text, but I think that they're just going by whatever descriptions like the podcaster. Uh, tags the uh, tags the episode with because it is if you do like a search for podcasts about David Letterman it will surface individual episodes in which David Letterman is being interviewed or his career is or being mentioned. discussed mm-hmm. yeah and that's and that and that's really really great 
Um, it would be even sure. better if, if it were surfacing. Oh well, there was just a mention. They there was a Google podcast in which they happened to like in the first ten minutes talk about Letterman for about ten minutes, even though that didn't make the show notes. Okay, we surfaced that there was a discussion that lasted for ten minutes about David Letterman. That would be sophisticated and special. Yeah, I I, I so I tried the search and I was a little bummed. <laughs> We did not show up on uh, the search for the Google podcasts. Maybe, maybe we need to talk about Google more. Google, 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 Google. Uh, and then we can show up on there. I, it's beginning stages. Everyone yeah. always in the always in the stages of infancy. You are learning bit by bit, and then eventually you take off on your own two feet. So. <laughs> Listen, there's a beginning to everything. I, the one way I think I will try and use this is to, in my, so I'm finding my way back to yoga and um, I'm trying to align myself with uh, the right teachers and good people. And because podcasting has become such a part of the conversation, I'm trying to Google information about these people but it's kind of hard to find information through text because there are a lot of podcasts talking about these things. So I think how this is going to help me personally is just in my search to find out more things about people. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I before we go, I wanted to um, – I am, I am legitimately curious if they're searching the content of the show itself, the audio – or if yeah. they're just going by, uh, just going by like the text that's being added to it. So I thought that uh, we would end by discussing something. That, this is something I actually just I've been fascinated with since I learned about it last week. Has nothing to do with Google, but they got, well, this does not count as playing the card because again, I'm going to talk about this subject, and then over time we're going to see if doing a search for the subject turns up this episode. So flow flows the flow is the part of the team that does all the description. So don't talk about this. But have you ever heard of the the Gimpy Gimpy Bush of Australia? No, but I'm okay. looking at a picture of it right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, uh, since since our, our good friend Russell Ivanovich uh, has l- left the show, Australian uh, Russell, uh, we don't talk so much about like deadly insects and animals in Australia. What really, but this tipped the scales for me because this is a super, super deadly plant. And we're not talking about, oh, it looks like a Clark bar in the wrapper. And then when you eat it, you immensely die. I'm talking about it's it has these like microscopic like little spines. Like it looks like it's like a, uh, the leaves look kind of fuzzy, but they're tiny, tiny little spines that have these neurotoxins in them. And if you so much as brush against one of these leaves, the pain has been described as being on fire with acid. It's been described as being shot. It's so painful. There are stories of uh, first-person stories like of, of horses running into it and then being so wild with pain that they jump oh. off cliffs to their oh, death. Oh no! Why did you put that out there, Andy? Well, because it's uh, it's. I learned We're about this. We're supposed to end this podcast on a positive note. No, no, it's a, well, again, think about how positive it is for everybody who doesn't live in Australia to think that, my God, thank God I don't live in Australia, where even the things that can, can't chase you 
are really, really, I was really going to say, horrible. I thought poison oak was bad. That poison oak is what we have in the yeah. West Coast. Poison ivy is in the East Coast. And I, you know, I've never had poison oak poison, but I, I am married to an Eagle Scout. So, you know, <laughs> I've heard a lot of his stories yeah. <laughs> and he's constantly yelling at me to go to the oak, to go to the oak. Um, and this just sounds like, <laughs> like at least oak, you can just kind of brush up uh, like very quickly and maybe not get any oil on you. But this these are little, I mean, it, and it looks like fur. Yeah. Like you want to rub up against it because it looks so comfortable, but this is how nature does its thing, yeah. right? Like this is how it gets you to come into its trap. Wow. See, it's also, it's also like, uh, it's almost like it's there to, just to annoy tourists because you'll be surprised you know to find you that this- need a shock. Well, no, well, because, well, because like uh, it actually bears fruit. And there are like mm. local species of like insects and animals that can eat it and brush against these things no problem. Obviously, mm. because they've been living around there so long that anybody that would be driven so insane Evolution. by the pain that they would jump off. Yes. But still, so it means that only if you're not from around here do is the gimpy plant gonna and the and the other oh the other uh, bonus of this is that's not like poison oak where eventually like after a week or whatever like the itching stops mm -hmm. uh, people have said that like even like two like a, 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 a lot of botanists like get hit by this plant so we accidentally he got smacked in the face by one of these leaves like wall lawn safari oh, or whatever no. and so and uh, he says that, like, for two years afterward, again, he described the pain, of course, but also said that for two years afterward, I would still feel the stinging whenever I got into a oh cold my, shower. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, will, I won't tell you. See, there's a, there's an apocryphal story of, you mentioned that it looks so soft. There is an apocryphal story about a soldier who uh, went to the bathroom in the woods and picked oh. a soft-looking leaf to cleanse his fundament with and it didn't go well i don't know that that happened that seems like an urban legend but given that the reality is already so horrible i don't know what why no, the no, need no. to make i believe it up. i believe it because when i went camping once and <laughs> all right no shade to anybody who is not from california or from the united states but um I guess in other countries, you can go look for your own firewood. Well, unfortunately, um, this French couple was looking for firewood in the in the field of poison oak and picking up the poison oak to use as, as kindling. So Ooh, yeah. we tried to warn them, but there was a language barrier that unfortunately. <laughs> so I believe it. I believe it. Plus, I'm sure my husband has a story or two about a similar thing from Boy Scout camp. Um this is why I car camp. Yeah. See, again, it's much safer. Just, just car camp. You know, you don't need. It's like the the back minutes. seat isn't that uncomfortable, is it? No. no. <laughs> also, well, it has just, yeah. it has locks. <laughs> the windows roll up. It's it's waterproof. <laughs> so, <sighs> so we'll we'll see. Again, so watch the, before your wife is yeah, today. Uh, I, well, my uh, that's that's one lesson. Another lesson is that toilet paper is both cheap and plentiful. It is. That you, it, pick now, it up at the grocery store on your way, please. Exactly. Now, you won't see a toilet paper plant that's bearing, like, fruit in season that is exactly like toilet paper. But you <laughs> will, along the way, you will be someplace where if you are without toilet paper in the middle of the woods, you will think back to the $73 or even the $11 in your pocket to think that, wow, 
that remember when like we got I got, I got myself like a, a diet Dr Pepper like as a as, when we got gas at that last stop and they had that toilet paper that was two bucks a roll and I could I could have seven rolls of it right now but no I just said no just the diet Dr Pepper for me that's yeah that's <clears throat> the <sighs> gimpy gimpy plant yes the don't there are there are also, there are other uh, there are other colorful uh, <laughs> colorful the uh, words for it uh, the uh, I'm trying to find it. I, I've been I've been reading a lot of. I, I could not believe that it was really as bad as all that. Um, there's also there's also um, <laughs> I found out there is a YouTube channel of some idiot calling himself a pain researcher who seeks out like the most painful like stinging insects mm. and things and gets mm. captures like those one. People who try drugs? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so I I did turn up one of these videos of a person. Excuse me. I, I who again deliberately getting hit, stung by a gimpy, gimpy stinging tree. Uh, I did not have the guts to watch it <laughs> because I feel like I feel like I don't want to be complicit in this person being encouraged to do more stuff like that. I've yeah. read enough about the gimpy, gimpy stinging tree to know that you should not be on. You shouldn't avoid the continent that it is indigenous to. And I don't want that if this person finds out there's something that's even more painful than the gimpy, gimpy stinging tree, I don't want him to seek it out because he got so many hits on that last one. Because <sighs> even if I'm only one of like 1.2 million views, I would even feeling one 1.2 millionth responsible, that's that could keep me out of heaven if it's a real clutch decision when the time comes. Oh boy! Well, that that is sure as a note to end on, Andy. Boy, boy, boy. Well, again, everybody everybody should be happy that as bad as your day is going, you have not been stung by a gimpy, gimpy stinging tree. Unless you have, in which case you're probably screaming so loud you're unable to hear any of this. Uh, in which case, I hope that our love and our hope that you recover within two years uh, is coming through. Our sincerity of because I wouldn't want that for anybody. That's that's that comes down to million dollar check over million dollar check and a leaf from this tree and you just got to touch it and you get the check or you don't get anything, but you don't have to touch it. That would be a hard decision because that just seems like. Oof. Anyway, so that brings us to an end of another yeah, cheery episode of the Material it does, it does, Podcast. Uh, once again, we'll be soon recording our uh, membership, uh, our membership thank you special episode. Uh, and so if you want to sign up for a membership to the Material Podcast, go to relay.fm slash material. We are still putting that together as we speak, but we're going to have to record that kind of soon. So we have to uh, st- stop the percolation of ideas uh, and go on to the actual actualization of ideas. <laughs> Just start the percolation of ideas. <laughs> no, I got I, I got a list. <laughs> well, at least you're percolating. Yeah, it's. It, I'll say that it's. There are eight things on the list. The first four are the sort of like completely impractical and stupid ideas that can't possibly be done. But at least I got them down so I could get to the others. That well, okay. If I if the people on the plane will not let me do that, could I do this? 
So just so anybody out there is wondering, how do we get access to this bonus episode? You guys keep alluding to uh, membership start at $5 a month. So that's a good place to start. You'll get access to members only content, including a monthly behind the scenes newsletter here at Relay FM, 5K desktop wallpapers of Relay FM show artwork. So you can show the people at work just how much you love the material podcast and a monthly Relay FM host crossover show, which sounds very exciting. And you also get access to a feed full of bonus episodes of all the Relay FM shows published throughout August and September. This is our membership drive. It's the big drive that happens annually. And Andy and I should have details for a bonus show very soon. This is where we're supposed to insert the information about our bonus show. Please, please listeners, be so encouraged by the fact that <laughs> Whenever when we do our bonus episodes, we try to make them so special that we can't just simply go with the first idea we have. It's not yes. going to be a well. How about instead of doing five shows, we do another show this week? So we'll have like information about Google that happened between Thursday and Monday, we which we'll also that. be talking about the following Wednesday. But they'll be getting make your money it. worth it. Yeah. Well, again, we try to make it sufficiently unusual really try. to make you think because we are very, very thankful for this. This is, uh, we are thankful that the fact that you listen to us at all, uh, because we enjoy doing the show. It, it makes us very happy to think that other people are enjoying listening to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the fact that uh, some of you are generous enough to simply, we will take the ex the extra action of, <laughs> of signing up for a membership and actually giving you extra money. Uh, we love the money, but it's also a sign that, wow, we are reaching some people. We are really reaching some people, and that uh, really makes us happy. Again, we love doing the show, uh, and uh, it makes it, but we love it even more when we uh, get these reminders that, oh, people actually enjoy listening to it. Isn't that wonderful? Relayedoff.fm slash membership if you are interested in more. Thank you very much. Flo, anything you want to direct people's attention to between today and our next show? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> you guys know I'm on the internet. Oh, yeah. that flow on most social media platforms. FlorenceLion.com. I've <sighs> just been really busy. It's good to have a busy summer. It's good to have a busy summer. It means summer. the bills are getting paid. <laughs> yes, <Yay>. absolutely. That's <laughs> a that's a that's a great thing. That's one thing I don't uh that, that if I ever have had to take like an office job, it would be distracting that you mean that the time that I'm just sitting here like for 20 minutes doing nothing but like counting the paper clips that were left behind in my desk by the last person who sat here, I still get my salary for the amount of money, that time that I spent counting those paper clips, as opposed to here, it's like, well, you could like realize that if you spend three hours like in this library, just looking at old comic book compilations, instead of doing that thing that you could be paid a certain amount of money for again, that's... You're being imagine Andy, you charging yourself X dollars to read comic books for three for three hours. No, no, no. <laughs> um, as for me, as usual, go to anotgo.com, anotgo on Twitter, anotgo on Instagram to check out stuff. I'm going to be once again uh, just about week. I'm about weekly on uh, just about weekly on NPR in Boston. Uh, this week's show is going to be on Friday, and we're recording as we often do at the Boston Public Library. It has this lovely studio. 
uh, in the uh, Johnson building has a coffee shop attached. So you can uh, watch me see what I look like when I'm when I'm talking about technology. There's a lot of like gesturing wildly with my hands, even though it's radio. Uh, so <laughs> check Twitter regularly. Usually I post uh, just before the night before the morning of uh, to remind people when it's going to be. Or you can uh, stream it live or later at WGBHnews.org. That's going to be it for material this week. We hope you tune in again next week. Until then, everybody, have a lovely seven days. Bye.